Two friends met each other on the street one day and uh, one looked rather sad, almost on the verge of tears. You ever met someone like that on the street? His friend asked, what has the world done to you, my old friend? What's happened to you? The sad fellow said, let me tell you, three weeks ago my uncle died and he left me 40 lakhs. 40 lakhs. That's, I mean, how many of you would like 40 lakhs when an uncle passes away? That's a good gift to get. That's a lot of money, his friend said. But you see, two weeks ago my cousin, who I never knew died and she left me 80 lakhs. Sounds to me like you've been really blessed in about two weeks time. I wish I had that much money come my way. You don't understand, he, he interrupted. Last week my great aunt died. I loved her dearly. She was one of my favorite aunts and uh, she was really wealthy. And from her, I inherited one crow. That was last week. But this week, nothing. It happened that as he made his way towards Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance but raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, Go, slow your, go show yourselves to the priest. Then they went and while still on the way, became clean. One of them, everybody say one of them. One of them. When he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back. Shouting with gratitude. Everybody say shouting with gratitude. That's kind of like a shouting with gratitude. It's going to be shouting with gratitude. That's good. Glorifying God, he kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. Everybody say, so grateful. So grateful. And that's kind of a half grateful. So grateful. So grateful. He couldn't thank him enough. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, were not all ten healed? Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God accept this outsider? Then he said to him, Get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. Could it be, could it be that we have become a set of followers of Christ to believe in the gospel of entitlement? Where we believe it is our right and our privilege to receive all that this world and God has to give to us. But what we sometimes lose when we have that attitude is a sense of gratitude. Of being grateful for whatever God gives to us and whatever this world shares with us. Now it is right as children of God to be expectant, to live with a sense of expectation. But also in that expectation and uh, anticipation, we must never lose the virtue and the art 
and the spirit of gratitude. When was the last time you really were grateful for something that somebody did for you? Maybe something as simple as making you your, cup, your morning cup of coffee or tea, whatever wakes you up. Maybe a neighbor that is rather kind to you. Maybe somebody that you spend a lot of time with who does things for you. When was the last time you said thank you to them? With a sense of gratitude. Maybe the maids who clean our homes every day. They're paid to do it. It is their job. I know. Like all of us, we are paid to do our jobs. But isn't it wonderful when the boss walks up to you and says, thank you for a job well done. How does that make you feel? Doesn't it lift your spirits? Doesn't it give you a sense of well-being and self-belief that says, I know I only get so much from my workplace, but I'm willing to give more. There is something about gratitude that transforms how we interact with life. One of the most powerful human emotions is the emotion of gratitude. And I want you to try and feel gratitude right now as I'm going to be focusing and talking about it for the next three hours, no sorry, for the next few minutes. It's a powerful human emotion. Gratitude, thankfulness, gratefulness from the Latin word gratis means pleasing, thankful. It's a feeling. Everybody say it's a feeling. It's a feeling of appreciation felt by or similar to a positive response shown by the recipient of somebody that has received something. The other day something really unusual happened to me. Now for those of you that are are brought up in an Indian tradition and culture, this perhaps is not unusual. But for me it was completely unusual. It was Diwali. And we gave a whole lot of our staff pedas. Little boxes of peda, just to say thank you. And I was completely blown away when four of them, as I gave them their boxes, did the Indian traditional thing, which is they touched my feet. I don't know who was more grateful in that moment of exchange. Me blown away and overwhelmed by the It's only 100 bucks box of peda. I mean, it's not exactly a bonus. But there, what was happening there was a sense of appreciation. Not for what was in the box or the value of the gift, but that they had been remembered. That they had been appreciated. It was not the first time I did it, okay? <laughs> but it was the first time I experienced something like that. I don't know, in our culture, have we lost that sense of deep gratitude that we not just show to God who, you know, whether we show to Him or not, He kind of lets the, the things just keep happening. But that real sense of gratitude to God and also to one another. When was the last time we really expressed gratitude to somebody? Whether it's a friend, a family member, a spouse, a brother, a sister, an enemy. 
whoever it is, have you ever expressed that sense of gratitude? Gratitude is a personality trait. It's a mood. It's an emotion. It's an emotion. It's an emotional gratitude. Is a feeling of happiness that comes from appreciation. And we live in a society of entitlement where we feel life owes us all something. Would you agree with that statement? Yes. But Paul in his letter, he wrote something. He wrote this verse. He said, Be thankful in all circumstances. Everybody say, Be thankful in all circumstances. Now I can choose the circumstances that I want to be thankful in. When somebody's nice to me, I'm rather thankful. When somebody really appreciates me for my good looks, I'm extremely. All of you are supposed to say yes, and that's true. <laughs> when somebody says something nice to me, it's easy to be grateful. When everything's going well, it is so easy to be grateful. But Paul wrote those words to the church in Ephesus. Not when he was sitting in the lap of luxury in a five-star hotel being served by butlers and uh, fancy food. He was in a prison in chains. Right into the church in Ephesus and said, come on guys, God has done so much for you. Just remember, as I am in prison going through hell, I want you to remember the importance of being grateful in every kind of circumstance. Now, it is easier said than done. But God wants us to have that kind of attitude. Gratitude is a faith emotion. What is it? I don't have to feel it before I express it. For most of us, gratitude is a response to when I feel grateful, I will express Gratitude, which is why most of us walk around, <laughs> life's so mean, it is so hard, I don't have enough money. Because you're looking at yourself and when you look at your circumstances, you say they're not worthy of any gratitude at all. Instead, what they are worthy of is grumbling. And so we grumble our life away. But what God is saying to us, what Paul is saying to us, why psychologists are teaching us is that when you have an attitude and a spirit a thought of gratefulness no matter what your circumstance it changes you grumbling will be forever the accent of hell and gratitude is forever the accent of heaven let's put that into our vocabulary let's find the words to articulate in every circumstance, gratefulness rather than grumbling. Gratitude rather than complaining. Thankfulness rather than just frustration. Gratitude is a continuous commitment. It's a commitment, a choice that you make to focus the compass of your heart towards the, that attitude and towards that emotion where you say whatever happens in the present tense I will be grateful in every circumstance gratitude listen to this carefully must be vocalized what must it be? vocalized, vocalized. 
I am horrified. Now my mother thankfully taught me well. I remember when I would go to parties, I was allowed a few chips, one slice of cake, one half sandwich, one glass of coke, and don't forget to say thank you and please. And as annoying as it was, though I wanted a second piece of cake and a few more chips and a little more coke would be really nice. But the please and the thank you were the beginnings and the end of that party celebration. But what my mother and my parents instilled in me is what God is trying to instill in us. And I believe today we have somehow lost. I'm horrified that you can do something for somebody and they will walk away without saying thank you. You can do something for somebody and they will not even acknowledge or appreciate something that you've done. Now I'm not suggesting you need people shouting you with garlands everywhere you go. But I'm talking about the simple thing of just being grateful. Whoever the person is, whatever they have done, it's being grateful. What my mother and what my parents taught me is what God wants us to know and to experience and to express. It's not good enough to not say thank you to somebody who has done something for you. It is not good enough to say, I really feel it in my heart, but I can't say it with my mouth. Try that with your spouse. It'll be a lonely life. Gratitude that is not expressed is arrogance. Because when I'm unable to express my gratitude, what I am saying is that I'm not willing to bow down and acknowledge that I am in need of somebody else's favor. You with me? Because the moment I say thank you to you, I have empowered you And I could be in debt to you because of what you did. And I don't want to be in debt to nobody. Because I want to live my life as the king of my castle. Let's not get to those points and attitudes in our life. Because it's a lonely place to to come to. It must be made known. We must learn To say thank you. And thank God for technology. It is so easy now. Choose your emojicon. Whichever one you want. This one. That one. ah, Whatever. Just say thank you. When somebody sends you a message. They took time to text it to you. Don't just. And move on. Find a moment. To say TK or however you express yourself. It is, don't allow technology to dictate our lack of communication or to control it. In fact, it gives us the opportunity to communicate even more powerfully. Use it to our advantage. We've got to learn the skill of vocalizing. Verbalizing 
and expressing our gratitude so people can hear how grateful we are. Because it is powerful when you do that. The more you say, the greater you believe. And the greater you believe, the stronger is your faith. Faith comes from hearing God's word. If you're going to develop an attitude of gratitude, you've got to speak it out. Let your children know, even though they might bug you, how grateful you are for them. Let your spouse know, even though you're having a rather cross-patch day, how grateful you are to them. And watch how your cross-patch changes to adoration and love and appreciation. Thank you, Joachim. The more you say it, the greater your belief. And the greater your belief, the stronger your faith. Words of gratitude and acts of appreciation. Come on. Let us be outstanding for acts of appreciation. The little things, the small things. In your neighbors, whatever you do. There's a wonderful tradition. You can never send a, a plate that you have received back empty, right? It's a tradition. Thank God for that tradition. Because other people say, you gave me sweets. I didn't ask them. I didn't ask them of you. Here's your plate back. Thank you very much. No. But you're, you're rummaging around the house. What do we give back? And that plate doesn't go back until there's something on it to be given back. Whatever it is. Even if it's one banana. Right? How often have you rummaged through your fridge? What can I send to the neighbor? I've got to get that plate back. I owe them that plate back. I think those are good traditions because they force us to give when we have received. But that shouldn't be what moves us to act. It should be the will to be grateful because you have received to express gratitude back again. Amen? Think of the people who have impacted your lives through the years. And as you get older, you start remembering them a little more than when you're a young person. Think of the teachers that taught you. Think of your parents, the sacrifices they made. Think of friends that put up with your craziness in your teen days and in your 20-somethings. Think of all your exes that you left behind. I don't know, whatever. The interactions that you've had through the years with people. <coughs> Grateful for every one of them, no matter what the circumstance or the outcome. Grateful sometimes that you're no longer with them. But at least you're grateful. Gratitude is a habit. The more you do it, the greater it becomes part of you. And here's what I want us to do. I want us to absorb and embrace the spirit of gratitude in our lives everywhere we go. Whatever we do, whoever we're interacting with, express and allow gratitude to become part of us. Here's a terrible Christian belief that we can be grateful to the believer but don't have to show such gratefulness to the unbeliever. Let me tell you, when I read my Bible, the most grateful people are usually the unbeliever. The leper that came back 
Scripture says, was a Samaritan. The woman that washed Jesus' feet was an outcast. Why? Because they experienced such unusual acceptance that they were so grateful that somebody noticed them. Can we be like that in our relationships with people? Can we be like Jesus where we extend appreciation and love to people even if society says you do not deserve it? Even if your group says she or he does not deserve it, can we go higher than that and say I will express gratefulness and gratitude? Practice gratitude and see how it transforms your life. In place of restlessness, you will find rest. In place of turmoil, you will experience tranquility. In place of fear, you will find your faith growing. And in place of arrogance, you will develop gratefulness. Gratitude is much greater than who I am. Gratitude is much greater than who I can ever be. And we need to embrace that gratitude. And like that leper who came running back to Jesus, fell down on his knees, glorified God and said, Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Can we be like that leper? Can we be that grateful person to God? Now that's easy. But can we be truly grateful to one another? Can we express our gratitude to people who have appreciated you, who have done something for you or to you? Can you express that gratitude? Will you practice it? Will you make it part of who you are? Because when you do, in all circumstances, you can then be grateful. You see, what enables a marathon runner to win, uh, to complete the race is not that he wakes up one morning and says, I'm going to do a marathon. It's because he has practiced milestones. He has run distances that he has never done before. And he has pushed the limits on his own capability. Beyond his own endurance sometimes. So that when he has to endure, the capacity is. If we can't be grateful in the little things. When everything is going wrong. God help you. If you have not developed the practice of gratefulness and gratitude. You will not find it anywhere within your spirit in your difficult moments. We are not running sprints. Our life is a marathon. God has good plans for you. And one of the ways that we can fully appreciate all that God is doing for us is to continually maintain an attitude of gratefulness. Amen. Towards God and towards the people 
that we interact with whoever they are. Amen.